welcome to Not a Fakers, Bad Boy Malcolm's Random Crack Show. I am your host, Bad Boy Malcolm. Uh, we're going off of a cold this week. Uh, exciting week of sports that just happened. Uh, we just had the, uh, the NFL draft. We had supposedly what was supposed to be the fight of the decade, I mean, fight of the century. Uh, Kentucky... Derby. I'm not going to get into the Kentucky Derby, but it's fighting race. Um, also, we had uh, more NBA playoffs. Uh, um, but yeah, but we're going to start the show off today. We're going to start off the show today. Uh, breaking news. This is just broken in on us. Uh, or ESPN, Fox Sports, all sports affiliate. Tom Wells, the guy that was investigating the New England Patriots, have come to find out of the balls that um, uh, he, he in his report he says it's more probable that the uh, that than not that the Patriots and Tom Brady knew about the deflated balls. Uh, doing his research, he's found in um, text messages between uh, Tom Brady and. Uh, the equipment managers that the uh, after the Jets game, Tom Brady had complained to them in text messages about the balls being balls inflation levels. Also, there were other texts that the they found that um, the equipment manager had with Brady. Uh, uh, they jokingly, you know, asking for favors from Brady's, and they jokingly said if they don't, if he doesn't do it, we, uh, I'm going to overinflate the balls. So, uh, breaking news in sports um, about that. Uh, NBA playoffs has uh, continue on. Um, first, let's get off on uh, the uh, the eliminations that happened in the first round. Uh, starting off with the uh, Eastern Conference, the Brooklyn Knicks were eliminated in uh, six games by Atlanta. Atlanta finally closed that series off. So as well as Chicago. Closing their series off with uh the Bucks in six games with uh let's just say game six in that series or uh, one team played hard for about a half they didn't need to play that hard uh I've never seen a team get blew out as bad as uh Milwaukee did in a playoff game uh 120 to 66 I don't know if it was Milwaukee having bad defense or bad offense was the reason why they lost this game because it, it was pretty much a terrible performance by the Bucks, uh, or you can say an amazing performance by the Bulls because the Bucks had no chance. Uh, Cleveland uh, closed out Boston. The Wizards swept Toronto, and in the Western Conference, as I already on earlier shows, Golden State had uh, defeated uh, the Pelicans. The Rockets closed out the Mavericks. The Clippers closed out uh, with uh, in a Game Seven with Chris Paul uh, tearing his hamstring. Uh, well, pulling his hamstring, not tearing, but pulling his hamstring uh, showed a lot of uh, photo uh, uh, in photo gratitude. I think I said that wrong, that word wrong, but. Intestinal fortitude. Oh my God! I should know that word. I watch a lot of wrestling. That word is used all the time in wrestling. Um, to uh, pull it out in Game Seven with a, a huge shot over Tim Duncan, 
Uh, the Clippers win Game Seven to, uh, to advance to the second round, winning a uh, 111 to 109. And the Memphis Grizzlies closed out the Portland Trail Blazers. Um, and also, uh, second round with the second round, which basically kicked out the second round of the playoffs and. Panic alarm! Panic alarm! Mott level four. We hide under your desk. Uh, uh, the atomic levels are high. We're in trouble. Harden turns the ball over nine times. Oh my God! What are we gonna do? Harden can't score. Harden can't st score. He's not looking to score. We need to get the ball to Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard needs to be a more aggressive. Howard cannot overpower Jordan. Howard cannot overpower Jordan. They play with our Chris Paul. Panic! 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 That is the world that I am living in right now as a Houston Rockets fan. As the Rockets, uh. Ooh. Excuse me about that. Sorry about that, guys. As the Rockets lose game one without Chris Paul. In Houston, uh, the, the, the Los Angeles Clippers just showed up and dominated game one from start to finish. Well, not from start to finish. The Rockets jumped out to an early league in the, in the first quarter and, and decided that the rest of the game, they didn't have to play. Uh, the Clippers scoring 37 in the third quarter. Uh, the Rockets turned the ball over 23 times, including nine by James Harden. Uh, the, the, as a Rocket fan, I am so hurt by this game, but I'm not in panic mode like I'm hearing a lot of Rockets fans are. Uh, a lot of fans are just uh, bitching and whining. They think the series is over after one game. I, true enough, Chris Paul will come back and the Clippers will be in better order, but, but I will say this. The Rockets did not play their best. They played the worst game that they could play. If you watch the Rockets all year and everything that you you had issues with, with with the Rockets this year, the things you worry about, everything went wrong in that game. The Rockets did not shoot well. The Rockets turned the ball over too much. Uh, the Rockets didn't take take advantage of the Clippers turnovers. Uh, they played down to their competition somewhat. And, hey, they took an L, and they deserved that L. There's nothing else that you can say about that. They deserved that L. They deserved that ass-whooping. And tonight, hopefully, the Rockets uh, take care of business or at least play with some form of effort tonight because they did not show any effort in game one. Uh, but but we're going to see how that goes Uh it, honestly, I just played a panic alarm and how Rockets fans felt. Everything that I heard from fellow Rockets fans after game one, listening to sports talk radio, listening to the post-game shows, all that. And the way I feel is they just didn't play well. And they they have the they have the they're tied with the Clippers as the second best record in the NBA. Uh, on playing on the road, so let's just give them a chance. Let's see, it, it, see if they can pull one out in uh, Los Angeles. 
And let's see if they uh, pull him, take care of business at home in game three. Uh, but it doesn't surprise me that the Clippers play hard. Clippers play tough and gritty and stayed in the game. It doesn't surprise me that team, the team had a lot to prove, a lot to play for. And they had nothing to lose, technically, because they were expected to lose that game. Also, um, uh, all series have officially had uh, a home team losing a game. The Hawks losing game one to the Wizards. The Cavs losing game one to the the Bull, uh, the Bulls. Uh, the Warriors last night losing game uh, two, 97-90 to the Grizzlies with Mike Conley making his comeback, uh, scoring 22 points. Uh, Stephon Curry with 19 points. Uh, seven for nineteen shooting for the field, three for eleven for the three point line. Uh, Clay Thomas Thompson with thirteen points, six for fifteen for the field, one for six for the three point line. Hey, the shots just was not falling for these guys, and uh, to be honest, that's what they are. If the shots not falling, you have a chance of, of beating them, especially if both of those guys, both both of the Splash Brothers, shots aren't falling. Uh, Corey winning the MVP is, is become official. James Harden finishes second. LeBron James in third. Uh, uh, Davis in uh, fourth. And uh, Westbrook in fifth. As well as it should be, as I said throughout the season. The top three guys should have been uh, 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 Curry, Harden, and James. I After the Spurs game, I pretty much knew that that was uh, after the second Spurs game when the Spurs came and beat the Rockets back-to-back games. I pretty much knew that Curry was going to win the award. That was Harden's chance. If the Rockets had had at least split those two games and instead of backing into getting the second seed, they would have took it, took the ball by the uh, horns earlier and, you know, solidified that position, then you would have had a better argument for James Harden. Now, in other news, in other news, uh, we had, uh, excuse me, we had, uh, we had the big fight, so-called big fight this weekend. With, uh, actually, let's not get off on the fight. Let's talk draft uh, news. Uh, the NFL draft just uh, happened, and really is not much to say everything that happened was earlier in the draft was predicted the uh, the uh the first pick Winston was taken uh by Tampa Bay uh that was this big so-called big controversy cuz after he took that uh he was drafted he took a picture eating crab legs referring to his incident in uh Publix in uh in uh at Florida, uh, near Florida State, when he uh, apparently walked out of Publix with uh, some uh, crab legs, and he uh, got into some trouble that out last off season about that. Uh, but um, I I knew something was up behind it. Next thing you know, it comes out Publix is uh is uh calling on Winston's to be a uh. uh uh, put his face on the uh, product. Basically, he they want to sponsor him. Basically, they, uh, so I think people panic too much. Uh, 
they worried about something that is just okay yeah he he, he kind of made fun of himself to me that's what i took it he made fun of himself i don't know how this affects his ability to read defenses and uh and study film and and learn as a quarterback in the nfl i don't see how this stops him from being able to lead a team in a huddle make a team feel confident confident behind him it just shows how i think the media sometimes overreact to certain situations also on the draft um it was must talk about teams trading up for the second pick with tennessee to get a uh, mariota but tennessee did not buzz tennessee drafted mariota uh, as uh now there were I'm, I'm this is not my draft grades but this is pete presco of uh, a uh, senior nfl columnist draft date grades he did his uh, draft grade grades, and the way he looked at it was the teams, the, the four teams that did the best in the draft was the Cardinals, Ravens, uh, Jaguars, and the Dolphins. Looking at the Cardinals' picks, he liked uh, the running back, uh, David Johnson, in the third round, and and uh, top-level offensive lineman. They wanted a top-level offensive lineman. They did by drafting uh, DJ Humphreys in the first round. Golden was was a hot little high, but he was he, he has talent. He loves that pick uh, pick of Johnson. Another team he was uh, he was high also on the Dolphins. Let me see what he said about the Dolphins. Ooh. He was high also on the Dolphins. He loved that pick, defensive uh, tackle Jordan Phillips uh, playing next to Dominic and Sue will help his game. Um, he liked uh, the fourth round pick Jamil Douglas uh, out of Arizona State. He think he could dominate as a, a, at the guard position. Uh, the Dolphins had a nice draft. Whoever was making the picks, Dennis Hickey or Mike Tannum. Tannenbaum deserves a lot of credit for round, first round pick. Devontae Parker will be nice a target for Ryan Tannehill. The first two picks were outstanding. He said he also liked the Jaguars picks. Uh, that, that was his other A. He thinks uh, A.J. Kine will develop into a pro ball player. He likes uh, the fifth round receiver Rashid Green. Think he would step in as a punt return and a slot receiver. Uh, he uh, he thinks David Caldwell did a nice job in his, in his second consecutive year on this draft board, and with loaded with talent. Uh, he thinks uh, Dante Fowler is a beast. And the last team he gave uh, a two was the Ravens, and this is what he said about the Ravens. Uh, getting defensive tackle Carl Davis in the third round, Vintage Ravens. He'd be perfect fit for the three-four scheme. He likes the third round. Uh, he likes the uh, third day pick of the uh, Zadarius Smith fourth round. Uh, he he likes what he sees uh, watching Bud Dupree on tape. Uh, Ozzy Newsom and uh, Eric Coastal are among the best in the business, and. The class has no. Uh, he also loves a. Uh, uh, the 
this class has no difference ups and downs on the draft board they land good players first round uh he loves first round receiver Brashad Perriman I like Brashad Perriman I wish he would have been drafted by the Texans but you know as uh for the uh for the local teams the Texans uh I'm gonna start with the Cowboys since they're in my face right now uh the Cowboys uh he uh he gave the Cowboys a grade of a, uh, what did he give the Cowboys? A, a B-minus grade. Uh, he likes the corner. I mean, uh, their best pick, Byron Jones from Connecticut. He was a good cover player and fills in a major need. Questionable moves, taking uh, Randy Gregory in the second round. Uh, he likes the move, but one will be questioned with Gregory off the field issues. He thinks um, fifth-round defensive in Ryan Russell will be a nice edge player, and the Cowboys can get uh, can get him uh, on a, in a regular basis, uh, get him to produce on a regular basis. Uh, and for the Houston Texans, he says the best pick, uh, Jalen Strong in the third round, great value. Actually, from what I've hear, I hear, I I, I think. Uh, there's a high chance that Jalen Strong is going to get on the field early. Uh, may even surpass. Uh, I don't even know who the Texans second receiver is. Uh, um, think I forget who they brought in. They brought in a receiver. I can't think of who it is. Uh, he doesn't. He thinks it's questionable. To, uh, they uh, they didn't take an edge rusher into the six rounds with the injuries to Javion Clowney. Uh, he likes uh, the running back Kenny Hill out of LSU in the seventh round. Me personally, the way I feel about Hill is he's not a guy with a lot of speed, a power back, uh, run between the tackles, probably a short yardage guy. I don't see him uh, at any points uh, taking over for Aaron Foster. That's what people was expecting the Texans to Find a guy to replace Foster next year because uh, it's a good chance that Foster could be in his last year as a Texan because of the shelf life of a running back. They also Texans also drafted Kevin Johnson in the first round and Bernard, I mean Bernardick McKinney, uh, inside linebacker in the second round. Uh, but he believes that the steal of the draft, I mean, uh, the steal for the Texans could be strong. Now, he did give a D-grade to a team, and that would be the Buffalo Bills. That's the lowest grade he gave any team. Um, he says the best pick came last year when they traded first rounds to get traded up to get Sammy Watkins. Uh, question of moves, Ronald Darby is a nice player, but they had other needs. And and that that was their first pick, having trade number one to move up last year for uh, Watkins. He thinks uh the means Lewis small could kid dude, uh, six foot four receiver good size he likes that pick. Uh, I think it's just basically the Bills. Okay, I think basically uh the way he feels is the Bills lack of uh having picks. May trouble trouble them in the uh, I mean, uh basically is the reason why he didn't give him a high grade. Now, 
Now let's now the uh the so-called big fight that everyone's been ha uh, begging for for years finally happened this weekend or this Saturday. Floyd Mayweather defeated Manny Pacquiao. Uh, the uh, the th uh, uh, on the uh, scorecards, two judges, one six, two of the judges, Burt Clemens and Glenn Feldman, um, judged the fight one sixteen to one twelve. And uh, the other judge, uh, Danny Moretti, had it 118-110. Mayweather winning by the unanimous decision. And I watched the fight with my cousin. He had that look on his face like, uh, man, I can't believe this is happening. Manny didn't show up. And uh, and a lot of people, Manny Pacquiao fans, were upset. And they spread the sentiments. Pretty much, that was the sentiments from all Manny Pacquiao fans. Floyd Mayweather pretty much d dominated the fight using his legs, using his speed, uh, keeping Pacquiao on the outside. We did not see the Manny Pacquiao we're accustomed to seeing. Not very aggressive. Only aggressive a few, couple of rounds in the fights. Uh, Floyd was uh, on the ropes a couple of times, and Manny got a little aggressive, but. Um, the way I judged the fight, I had to fight, uh, 117-111, uh, I, the way I look at it, in the first three rounds, I gave to Floyd, uh, uh, Floyd earlier in the fight, first round, landed his jabs, took some body shots, second round, second round, initially off, off sight. I said it could go either way, but I gave the round to Floyd. I think he controlled the pace. Third round, I gave the Floyd close round, but Floyd finished the round strong. Fourth round, I think Manny landed more quality shots. Fifth round, I just think Floyd dominant, just handled business in the fifth round. I gave Manny the sixth round. He was more aggressive, uh, and I gave Manny the seventh round. Really, I think that was just a close round. I think the reason why I gave Manny the seventh round, he just closed, uh, closed the round out a little stronger. And Floyd was just consistent the last five rounds of the fight. Uh, now, you uh, you can look at some uh, stat numbers on the fight. Uh, punching numbers. Manny only outpunched Floyd in the 10th round by one punch and in the 4th round, uh, 12 to 7. Floyd landed 148 punches to Manny's 81. Manny actually, what's funny is, I think, yeah, Manny actually landed 3 punches in 2, two of the, only 3 punches in 2 of the round. I think Floyd's defense was superb. In the first round and the fifth round, Floyd Manny only landed three punches. Um, the sixth round was the most action-packed round. Floyd landed 21 punches. Manny landed 14 punches. The rest of the fight, mm, be honest with you, it was what it was expected for Floyd Mayweather fight. Floyd keeping Manny on the outside. Floyd, Floyd not. 
slugging it off with Manny. Manny. Uh, Pacquiao uh, landed only 19% of his punches. Floyd landed uh, 34% of his punches. 48% power punches Floyd landed and uh, 27% for uh, Manny. Floyd consistently landed his jabs. Uh, Manny just could not get a jab off. I don't, I don't see how. Manny Pacquiao said at the end of the fight that he won the fight. I don't see how. Um, now, the two unofficial judges, Steve Farwell, uh, Farhood of uh, of uh, Showtime had an 118-110. He gave Manny the fourth and sixth round while Harold Letterman, HBO's uh, uh, unofficial judge, gave Manny the second, fourth, and sixth, having it 117-111. While ESPN's Dan Rayfield, which just puzzles me, um, excuse me, uh, Dan Rayfield of ESPN had to fight 115-113. He had a lot closer. I don't, to be honest, I don't see how, but he had actually Manny winning the fight up to the, uh, the sixth round of the fight. He had Manny winning the second, third, fourth, and I mean, wait a minute, third, fourth, fifth, and sixth round. My problem with that is, is I don't, I don't, I don't know how he came to that conclusion. Looking at the fifth round, he gave Manny the fifth round, which Manny only landed three punches. I can see a way he can manipulate it to give him. Well, honestly. The third round, Manny landed five punches. Floyd landed 15 punches. Floyd dictated the pace of the whole fight. And for him to give, uh, it seemed, I, I, I really can't think of a reason why he would give Manny, make the fight so close in his eyes. And that's the reason why Dan Rayfield is not a judge. He's, only, he's a writer. It seems more gender-based. I guess he's one of those guys that just like the aggressive style fighter. Now, after the fight, I mean, but as I said, Floyd dominated the fight. Floyd won the fight, and in, in classic terms, Floyd can could count his money and say to himself, and that's the way I look at it. Now, after the fight, Floyd made uh, Manny Pacquiao blame uh, his injury, blame the. Uh, Blaming uh his uh shoulder, he said he had an injury in in uh camp. Uh, here's some uh, sound on uh on the fight though before I get to that. It's been uh, two weeks. I didn't, you know, train good because of uh, of I didn't use my my right hand. I cannot use my right hand, and we plan to uh, file in in commission uh, um, uh, exemption for for the shot. For numbing the, my 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 shoulder, but I, we respect the decision of the the commission that uh, is not allowed. So we didn't we didn't get a shot. But you know, uh, two weeks before the fight and uh, one week before the fight, it's it's my 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 shoulder is getting better and better. And, but not really 100%, totally 100%. Um, uh, I mean, uh, recover. But 
at least I can I can uh, I can uh, use it. But you know, something wrong. I had injuries also going into this fight, and if he would have came out victorious, the only thing I could have got up here and said, you know what, I got to show, I got to be, I got to, I got to show respect and just say he was the better man if he beat me. Um, both of my arms was injured, both of my hands was injured, but like I said before, I will always find a way to win. Uh, that was Manny Pacquiao uh, talking about his uh, shoulder injury. Uh, this is uh, Floyd Mayweather responding to the news that Lenny uh, uh, claimed the, uh, he had a shoulder injury. I, I believe both boxes. I believe Manny was hurt. I believe Floyd had some injuries during camp. This was expected. The way these guys was working for this fight, I expected both guys to come in with some kind of injuries because... Floyd Mayweather's 38 years old. Manny Pacquiao is 36. Uh, your body is not the same as when you're 25, 26, 27 years old. You, you're gonna, you, you, you can hurt yourself ser- uh, a lot during uh, preparation. But my problem with this is, this is used as an excuse for Manny's poor performance. When Manny was in the ring, Manny threw punches, he just didn't land punches, he did not look like he was hobbled enough in the fight to not be able to uh, throw punches, uh, at any point, he just looked confused, he looked like uh, he couldn't get to Floyd and he was just confused about it, also, uh, I think what also happened during this fight, Floyd dictated the pace, he did what he do, he did what he does, he always does, he basically controlled tempo of the fight and that's how he win fights. People are upset with Floyd Mayweather uh, claiming he was dancing and he was he was hard and something I noticed when re-watching a fight there was a lot of occasions where Manny was initiating a lot of, a lot of the clutches but nobody notices that because the focus is on Floyd. When the focus, honestly I think the anger about this fight should not be on Floyd Mayweather I think the anger from the fans to be on Manny Pacquiao because Floyd Mayweather did what he usually do. He controlled the tempo of the fight. He slowed the tempo of the fight down. He made a defensive battle. He he's the San Antonio Spurs of boxing. It's not fun. To, it's not that exciting unless you love defense. If you love defense, you find the fight. You found what he did very exciting. Is um, more sound about from the fight. You guys sort of fight yourself, right? And when you athletes always fight uh, hurt. Uh, we felt uh, that uh, the uh, 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 work that was done on the shoulder during training would give him the opportunity to use the right hand. The thing is, um, uh, on the third round, I already, um, you know, feel the. The pain in my in my shoulder, so that's why uh, when when I throw a lot of punches combination, I just imagine I back off because um, because um, it's hurt. I knew I had him from round one. 
from round one. I got, I came out there, I filled him out. I want to see his certain moves, you know. I want to see his jab, because if he uses jab, I'm gonna counter over his jab. If he uses jab, I'm gonna slide over and counter with a right hand, or I can pull over his jab and hit him with a jab. You know, I was a better man tonight. Um, more calculated fighter, took my time, had patience, and I was working on, you know, countering and using, and basically using the jab. Uh, that was uh, their reaction, both guys' reaction to uh, what actually happened in the fight. That was Bob Aaron talking about uh, Pacquiao's injury. Uh, they also was trying to get a, a Manny to take a cortisone shot before the fight. The Las Vegas Commission didn't allow it. USADA allowed it, but Las Vegas Commission didn't allow it. And I think they had more to do with... Uh, with uh, the the fact is that he did not in the paperwork pre-fight he or uh, he did not check off that he had a shoulder injury and that probably would have helped him be able to get the cortisone shot and uh he just recently had man he recently just had a surgery surgery he'd be out for pretty much up to a year there was these talks about Manny wanting a rematch and Floyd saying that uh, if uh, Bob Barron put up the money for it, he'd be willing to do it. The way I look at it, they can't charge $100 for a rematch uh, for fans to buy. I Honestly, I don't want to see it. I really didn't, to be honest with you, I really didn't want to see this fight. But it had to happen because people kept demanding for it. The fight turned out the way I predicted the fight would turn out years ago. As usual... When stepping in the ring with Mayweather, aggressive offensive fighters end up confused because they're accustomed to guys flurrying with them consistently. And Florida's is not, he's going to stay to his craft. He's going to stay disciplined. He is not going to flurry with you. He's going to always turn the fight into an aggressive style. I mean, uh, not aggressive, a defensive style fight, which hurts aggressive style fighters. Um, now, there's these questions now. Floyd wants to fight in September. Who should he fight? There's these talks about Khan. Khan says he's not willing to fight in September. People are questioning why. And it's simple. Ramadan's around that time. That will be put him at a serious disadvantage to fight in September. So pretty much Khan fight versus Floyd Mayweather will not happen. There's, there's no chance of that happening as a... Uh, some talk about uh, Thurman fighting him. The way I look at it is, honestly, I don't want to see Thurman put himself in that situation to fight a Mayweather. Uh, people would say that Thurman would give you what you wanted from Pacquiao, an aggressive style, attack style, offense on Mayweather. Problem I have with Thurman trying to fight Floyd is, let's be real, if you look at... Thurman's resume, that is a whole nother level. I don't even think he's fought enough third level guys, let alone second level guys, to get into the ring with an elite guy like Floyd Mayweather. I don't I don't I really don't think it's a smart fight for Thurman, but Thurman wants to fight, he's demanded for it, he's been clamoring for it for a while. Um now, there are other people no one's really talking about. Uh, Bradley, 
Birdo. I think Bradley's actually an interesting case because Mayweather is more willing to do business with Bob Arum now. I think Bradley would be an interesting fight for Floyd. Uh, I, and uh, Birdo is a fight that, that Floyd's been trying to give Birdo, but Birdo cannot win the fight that is needed to get in the ring with Floyd. Um, the two times he's tried to give Birdo the fight, uh, I, I want to say Ortiz, when Birdo fought Ortiz and uh, Ortiz defeated Birdo. And I want to say it was Robert Guerrero. I could be wrong, but Robert Guerrero defeated Birdo. And that's how that's how those two guys ended up in the ring with Mayweather. Mayweather basically was trying to get a fight to Birdo. And Birdo didn't take care of business. That's the reason why he never fought Floyd. Uh, there are some thoughts of his, Floyd fighting his buddy Broner. I don't see that happening. <clears throat> so does it's a wide open wide open of who Floyd will fight in September. He usually fights on Mexican Independence Day as well as Cinco de Mayo. Those are his two fight dates. Um so it's to be determined. I me personally, I think he might fight whoever's the hottest Mexican fighter at that time. And and, and there are some thoughts about Kodos as Kodos been has uh, upped his game as a late. It would be an interesting fight. I think that is the most dangerous fight for Floyd. Uh, I w- I probably I would be interested in watching Cotto get in the ring with Mayweather again. Uh, honestly, from the eye test, even though the judges would say different, I think Cotto, out of all boxes, looked the best against May- Mayweather. Uh, but but that's that's here and there that that is my opinion um but i'm gonna wrap this puppy up kind of dealt with a cold so stressing to get this show off so the last two days i wanted to get this show off and i'm glad i finally got it done but uh thanks for listening uh looking forward to another show next week uh Maybe we can get more off on this uh, Tom Brady uh, deflate date. Uh, oh, I didn't mention my Astros are a hot baseball team right now. Uh, my plans are to uh, NBA season is over. I'm going to get back into baseball. I'm demanding myself to get back in baseball. For the last three years, the Astros weren't on TV in Austin. Went on TV in a lot of places because uh, the TV deal. But now they're on TV now, so... There's no excuses. And I'm going to start watching the Astros. I'm going to try to get back in the baseball. That's the reason why there hasn't been any baseball predictions. To be honest, I haven't watched baseball on a religious level in my three years. But, thanks for listening. Uh, follow the page, not a face that boy Malcolm ran the club on, on, uh, on Facebook. Podbeans. Uh, uh, you can subscribe on uh, iTunes. On the, the the message that's pinned to the top on the Facebook page, uh, yeah. But you can listen on iTunes, you can listen on Google Chrome, you can listen on the new Podbean app. There's a Podbean app. Check it out. It's a good app. Uh, uh, but thanks for listening. Uh, get ready. Uh, get ready to be entertained by more NBA action. 
Let's see where this thing goes. Hopefully my rockets play better. Because uh, I don't want to be turning on the radio later at night. You know, Bill Ma Ben Mauler uh, running his mouth about this cooking. Let's, uh, let's end that right now. Uh, so tune in next week.